Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of the day it is. <laughs> You're listening to the Eddie and Mike, the podcast. It's me, Mike Pye, and I'm here with my guy. Eddie P, just a fool in the rain right now. Don't know if you can hear it, but uh, raining pretty heavily here in Virginia. Man, what? It's raining hard in Maryland, too. I had to close the balcony. <laughs> it's like, forget cats and dogs, it's raining. Man, every animal, <laughs> frogs, lions, tigers, bears, oh my. <laughs> but speaking of oh my, my goodness, the Washington football team, expectedly they lost to the Packers, but it's the way that they're losing that just really ticks me off. So you know we're going to talk about them in the first segment. And the off-the-field nonsense, too, we'll mention that. And the last segment, boy, them Wiz kids, 4-1 and one to start the season. Nobody beats the Wiz. It's something that I've been waiting my whole life, literally my whole life to happen. And we'll talk about it in the next, on the next segment. But, Eddie, what's popping, man? Not a whole lot. Like I said, just a rainy day. So, you know, just kicking it inside. You know, as a Washington football fan, Rainy days seem to be a common theme in my life. Yep, like, very synonymous. Like, it just seems like some of our worst games happened in the rain. I remember back in, um, it was the mid-2000s, the Cowboys, they had some bum running back. Was it Troy Hambrick? Troy Hambrick. Yeah. Was, you're about Man. to say 209 whatever yard game, 240 it yep. was one play, Matt Bourne, that's my guy, one of the best NFL analysts in the game right now. People sleep on him so hard. But, bruh, in that game, bruh, Hambreaker, Matt Bourne was, like, um, running towards each other. I mean, Hambreaker caught, caught him with a nasty juke, like, just absolute brutal joint in the rain. And I think I was watching that game with Cowboy fans, so it just made it even worse, like, yeah. But um, unfortunately, those rainy days continue. <laughs> well, yeah, it'd be nice if it would, uh, you know, if if, we, if it could rain some winds, that would be nice. You know? Right. And on, sun, on Sunday, man, it, the game was just, honestly, as close as it might seem, the Packers could have destroyed us if they wanted to. It's clear, it's clear that they were taking their foot off the gas pedal because they had a game on Thursday night, which they won last night, by the way. We'll talk about that on the Pick'em Show. But anyway, um, yeah, so the defense, they did play better. They have been playing better the last few weeks. But now the offense is starting to stall again. On top of that, Heineke is starting to regress, in my opinion. Those high passes that he's throwing, they haven't gotten any better. Honestly, I'm starting to see them a little bit more than I had a couple of weeks ago. When Haskins was throwing them high passes, I had a problem. So I have the same exact problem with Heineke. If he could just, you know, chill a little bit with those high passes, he might be all right. But when you factor that in with um, his weaker arm compared to other quarterbacks, and my goodness, Eddie Young, this dude, he keeps doing it. And it cost us a um, touchdown last week. He keeps giving himself up prematurely. 
I don't know what the heck Ron Rivera and them said to him to make him start protecting himself. But whatever they said, they need to tell him he's doing it too much now. Like the touchdown was right there. And he's running. And he just somehow, like, gives himself up at the one-foot yard line or the one-foot line. And, you know, he hit the ground. And they, they ruled the ball dead at the one-foot line. That was third down and goal. Fourth down and goal, he tries to do a quarterback sneak and fumbles. Gets the ball back, but, I mean, it's a pal. So who knows who's touching him when he got that ball back. So yeah. it, was, it was just awful. But what really pissed me off, Fox showed the graphic. It said Green Bay defense allowed 15 touchdowns out of 15 chances in the red zone. When they showed that stat, I knew we weren't going to score in that drive. But I had no idea it was going to happen four more, I mean, three more times. We ran nine plays inside the Packers' 10-yard line. Nine plays and came away with three points on three separate drives. And I don't mean three points each drive. I mean three points total and three separate drives. Yeah, so, I mean, where do we begin? Heineke giving himself up. Ten points. I really like that. That to me is is what's disappointing. Is we've been kind of consistently scoring points all year, and Green Bay's defense, without disrespecting them, are in no way a, a stalwart, a, a powerhouse. And they were missing balance. Yeah, I know they were at home, but like you said, we were we were in the red zone four different times, and not. Uh, executing in the red zone paired with turnovers it doomed us because it seemed to me like we were in the red zone very briefly each time it, it was almost short-lived it was like we got there and the minute we got there we fumbled or we intercepted we got intercepted and so even though time of possession was was only about a five minute difference 32 us I mean 32 them to 27 us not a big difference it really to me seemed like the Packers had the ball a lot like that in that in that facet that's how they really dominated not just by winning by 14 but they they really kind of dominated and more than likely could have scored more points if they weren't winning the whole time and just trying to run the clock out now our defense did produce I think at least one turnover uh A.J. Dillon fumbling right but it's just and, and Rogers is nice, so I'm not mad. Like I understand he's gonna get his. Like there's just gonna be times he's gonna get his, but I, just as a team, we're just too talented to be playing this way. And the Heineke thing, the sailing passes sucks. I'm starting to notice. Uh, others have pointed it out on the internet, so I don't want to pretend like this is just me. But he's starting to kind of miss reads. Like his timing is off. Like guys are having to kind of stop and come back to a pass, or just stop altogether. You know what I mean? And then, right. you know, it's almost as if he wants to kind of do the running around thing before he throws it. And he's almost inviting, you know, kind of like these, you see these people that are really good at Madden and they just kind of screw around for a while and then, oh yeah, I can still do this. And they throw a touchdown. I used to I, be I hate that to good. say that. I used to be huh? that good. I said, I used to be that good at Madden. Oh, so you're now. one of those guys. I'm okay. Well, now. F you and uh, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> No, but uh, it, that's what it seems like. So, very winnable game coming up. We're going to talk about that maybe a little bit later. Let me ask you this, though, real quick. Yeah. Do you think 
I hate to say this because it's not like he was like killing it, <laughs> but do you think the league has figured out um, Heineke? I think to a degree they kind of already had him figured out after the Tampa game a little bit. I just think some of those things, he, he's got some, some moxie about him, you know, some, he, he's a gamer. He can, he can make some plays. I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect him. And again, as I've alluded to, we're rooting for him, but yeah, certainly, you know, the way some of these guys are like a, a, a Belichick, some of these other guys, like th- this is their job. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of them who actually like their job. And there are others who are trying to get a better job and are motivated by money, status, et cetera. So yeah, they're, they're spending time studying films, studying tendencies, et cetera. I definitely think that they have figured some things out, but I think again, with his skill set, he can be elusive to where it's hard to prepare for those kind of things, even though that's becoming more the norm of the quarterback with the Lamar Jackson's, Russell Wilson's, Kyler Murray's, et cetera. You had said something about the KJ Hill fumble. It made me think about something I wanted to say in the show, but I forgot, but I remember. Thanks. Um, Danny Johnson, the cornerback, he played really good on Sunday. Probably the best corner play I've seen outside of, um, like, as far as one game, outside of St. Juice versus um, who we play. That third, not the third game. I think it was the Giants where St. Juice was like kind of balling, and I was fine with that. But yeah, Danny Johnson was nice, played way better than William Jackson. That's sad. Yeah, definitely is. And you could point to, you know, what you just said, being without William Jackson, maybe our defense would have been better. It's things like that, though, that what you just said, that it makes it all the more frustrating because we're clearly like, starting to get some of the right guys in here, whether it's our draft picks, undrafted free agents, all of those things, or all those types of players, rather. And we we can have success here and there, these little bright spots, but we can never put it all together. It, it just, it, I mean, just beating my head against the wall, you know, and, and Deshaun Watson's out there, and I'd love for us to be able to go get him. And it's, I guess, maybe with the interest picking up with other teams, maybe they know some things we don't as far as his legal troubles not being as bad. But that's another topic. Any which way, it's just the point is, you know, you you, want to, like, do something like that. But that's given up a lot. So what do you do? Like, where do we go from here? Because there has to be some kind of change. Like, something has to – like, something's got to give. So mark this episode now with 37. Episode 37. Put on the calendar. <laughs> episode 37 is the first time I brought up the college quarterbacks for the upcoming draft. So we're talking pre-Halloween, and I'm talking about the 2022 NFL draft. That's an indicator that things are not going well. <laughs> so. Just to put it mildly. I think because you say um, – when you said something about Watson, it made me think like we have, there's only two options as far as getting the quarterback that's even worthy of being talked about. Either trade up in the first round and get your guy or trade for an available quarterback like Watson, potentially Rodgers, um, et cetera, et cetera. If we do the former, if we trade up in a draft to draft a quarterback from college, 
I think it's three quarterbacks that y'all should pay attention to. Um, the first dude is Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. And, bruh, I had no idea Cincinnati was the number two ranked team in the country right now. They've been playing pretty well. I was they, like, what the heck? They won a close one against Navy. But, uh, you know, that, that option can be kind of tricky. So, you know, one of those trap games that they pulled out. Who, who else do you think? Are you going to say Pickett for nah. Uh, Pitt? Nah, I, I have heard of him in the last few weeks. I, heard, I have okay. heard his name. His um, but rising. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, no, the second person is Malik Willis from Liberty. And I know you're probably thinking, Liberty? What the heck, Liberty? But the Bama was a transfer from the University of Georgia. So, yeah, that time when Bo Nix was the quarterback, it should be Malik Willis, basically. And I say all that to say the man is nice. Is he raw? Yeah, you see a little raw. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. This guy's last name is Willis? Yeah. Okay. I'm just letting everybody know right now I'm going to be that guy that if we draft him and he's good and when he scores, I'm going to say, what you talking about, Willis? Like, <laughs> I'm going to say it every time. I'm going to be so annoying with it. I might even start trademarking T-shirts right now. Like, he's nice. He's um, one of those quarterbacks that, um, because he's African-American, people expect him to be the scrambling Lamar Jackson big type. You would think that stereotype would have died by now, but it's still out there. But honestly, he's closer to, how can I say it, Vince Young. Kind of closer to Vince Young. Um, He's telling me his mechanics are better with this throwing. Yeah, yeah, he got better mechanics. Had the, like, it, was, it was almost like Charles Barkley's golf swing. So, yeah. And the number one person that I'm looking forward to, and it's, it's a lot because of his um, on the field things, it um, seemed like he got a little swag to him. I saw him fighting in um, the um, egg bowl. I saw him throwing hands with the quarterback. Matt uh, Matt Corral from the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss. Okay. Them three quarterbacks, y'all. Pay attention to them for the rest of college season because I really feel like if Washington does trade up in the draft, it should be for one of those three quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong, Spencer, Rattler, and um, the Bama from well, – probably about the transfer. Right. I don't think he uh, wants to be there anymore. Sam Howell from University of uh, North Carolina – the dude you just said um, from Pittsburgh. Um, Pickett. Yeah, Pickett. Of course, Not they'll a good name for a quarterback either, though, if you think <laughs> about it. I, and ironically, Bruh. from Pittsburgh, where Chris Blewett came from. Exactly. I was about to say. Made, all those jokes have been made. And look, <laughs> I, I know last episode we were talking about the Hopkins thing. Trust me, like, Chris, if you ever check this out, like, I'm – obviously rooting for you bro like right. all i was saying is the hopkins move was it just didn't make sense but i'm happy you're getting your opportunity and i'm really looking forward to you killing it this week it's wild that we have i mean like there's no way that we can have a kicker named blew it and a quarterback named Pickett. <laughs> like, but it might be the reverse psychology we need because obviously it's it's like FedEx is built on a on an Indian burial ground or something, man. I don't what? know what's going on. Well, you uh, tell me. 
look at what happens. It's, it's like we can't get out of our own way on and off the field. We're no longer winning off the field. <laughs> Man, it's, it's wild. But um, I just know that as far as the rest of the season, anything can happen. Anything That's can happen. True. Like that last wild card spot in the NFC, it very well could go to a team that wins less than eight games this season or less than nine games this season. So, yeah, anything that happens. But if we lose these next two games, it's done. We're done. The season's cooked. All right, so let's talk about that then. That then. We got the Broncos coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, ESPN has them fa- at a 69% favorite. Uh, I see it as one of those close games where if you played it, you know, what, 10 times, it would probably be a close split, maybe like <laughs> a, 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 a set. What, what is that? You got 10. So what would that be like six and four? You know what I mean? Something like that. So it, I, that's what I think would happen if they were to play. Ten, man, fuck. You're going to have to edit a lot of this out, bro. So. <laughs> That's why we got the shot clock, bro, so we can document these things. All right, cool. Man, I was listening to Kevin Sheehan's show one day. He did not edit out um, his little (laughs) take or whatever. And, like, he did a couple of times. He was like, three, two, one, something, something, something. Like, oh, shoot. Okay. Three, two, one. I was like, oh, he going to be bad when he hear this, man. Uh, but, I was gonna uh, say maybe did it on purpose to be humble. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. Like, uh, like everybody make mistakes type of stuff. But uh, nevertheless, these two games, Broncos, Bucks, Broncos coming up first, obviously. Jerry Judy, he's coming back. I heard Von Miller might be back, so it's not like we we're getting the Broncos that lost the last four games. They're on the four game losing streak. I think Washington's on a. Um, no, I think Denver's on a three-game losing streak. Washington's on a four-game losing streak. So, hey, I mean, somebody got to catch the W or we walk away with two um, with teams with two ties. So, I don't know what to expect, bro. Like, I, I don't know what to expect. I told my guys that I think we'll win this week. But, I mean, honestly, who knows? Who knows? I remember the last time we was in Denver, though, we almost beat them Bamas. I think we were winning like 21-7 in the fourth quarter. And still somehow ended up losing by 21 points. Well, that's why that it's, it's reasons like that why nobody wants to like, yeah, we're definitely going to beat the Broncos. Like, <laughs> sure, people, even the most uh, uh, unbiased of fans mm-hmm. would say, yeah, we still have a chance of beating the Broncos. But they're never going to like, yeah, we should beat the brakes off and this and that because of what you just said. Because of that right there, that's a, a direct reflection of it. So ESPN has them as a 69% favorite, uh, Broncos, that is. Jerry Judy has yet to be activated from injured reserve, but oh, really? they are hopeful. That's that's what I'm reading right now. Okay. So, so, uh, uh, yeah. It's anybody's game, right? The, I mean, the reason if they played I, 10 times, then it would be probably like close to a split. It'd be like six to four. So, I, mean, I don't know. You tell me. The reason I'm so high on them, though, is because the, improve, the improvements of the defense. 
I'm excited because of the improvements in the defense. But, however, they still rank 28th or 27th or something like that. And I don't know. Like, are they going to be able to carry the team to a victory if the offense isn't able to score in Denver? I mean, they weren't able to score in the Chiefs. And everybody be cooking them. Yeah, so, that's, that's a really good point. I really don't know. And, yeah, it, it'll be an interesting game. And don't forget, it's a 4 o'clock game. Four o'clock Easter, so enjoy your one o'clock. Um, I think yeah. then my wife gonna get drunk and watch some Halloween movies. So <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up to all my fellow fathers out there listening. You you might have to bite the bullet and miss some of the game. Now that sets it up for that joke. Oh, I probably won't miss much. Ha <laughs> ha. And of course, there's all these uh, people that I run into whilst my daughter is trick or treating. Mm -hmm. right because remember that halloween's coming up it's on sunday so if you got a younger kid you're gonna go out probably before the game is over so you might miss some of the game but anywho yeah i take my daughter out trick-or-treating and sometimes i'll have a redskins hoodie on or excuse me a washington football team hoodie on and be like oh that's a scary scary sight uh, <laughs> so -so and i'm like ha ha <laughs> but then I remind I'm like, you're not the first person to say that to me. Like, I hear it every year. So Man, anyway, all my fathers funny, out man. there, you might have to bite the bullet on that one. But uh good news is you'll get a bunch of candy. And who knows? There's some spots like where I take my daughter where occasionally some of the houses give out treats for the adults as well. Speaking of trick or speaking of trick or treat. Um, let's talk about that trick, Dan Snyder. <laughs> nah, so him, Mike. I, I had that tinfoil hat on a few episodes ago, or at least I, I probably never took it off, really. I told you something ain't right with all of this. Let's go back. Remember the minority owners? It, oh, they're the ones trying to throw shade on my name. No, this was all true. And the NFL's owners got together and they forced the minority owners out. They helped Dan Snyder acquire 100% of the team. And the reason why they did that is because they want this whole thing to go away because I guess they're worried that, Oh, well, well, I might be next, but we've reached a point now. I heard, I think it was Mike Florio the other day was talking and he said, you know, once Congress got involved, all it takes is somebody with that kind of power to say, hey, let's comb through this. And he said it's, it, that the, the, the chances of Snyder selling the team and being out are higher than 50% once that happens. So we can only hope. But uh, if you want to kind of double back on some of the things I said, maybe elaborate for some of the listeners who might not be aware of what's going on, hate to, you know, put that. I mean, I mean, the gist of it is, a lot of stuff has been happening regarding the um, Beth Wilkerson investigation. This past week at the NFL owners meeting, there were about 20 to 40 um, witnesses or not witnesses, but defendants. They were at the, like outside the meetings protesting for them to release the emails and the NFL adamantly Roger Goodell got in front of everybody and was like, yo, we're not releasing them to protect the victims. That's what he's been saying the entire time. 
And now, like we told y'all last week, Congress is getting involved. And, like, I don't understand why the NFL is protecting Snyder this much. And, like, some dudes on Twitter trying to tell me, um, like, who says who says that they're protecting them from anything? Like, what if the stuff they saw really is valid? Okay, if it's valid, release it. If the victim said release it, release it. Yeah, so the the point is, and I really I really feel like I'm right here, and, I don't, and it's not because I'm right. Anybody could have said it, and I would agree with it, and then they could be the one that was right, which is fine by me. Anywho, it, I, look, remember Robert Kraft got busted, like, what was it, two years ago, right? He was with a uh, lady of the night to try to keep it PG, if we, if we can. And that went away. And that's, and that's fine. I don't care. Look, I don't, I don't care about that. I'm not like, I don't bring it up like to vilify him or make him bad. But it's also a point that maybe he's got skeletons. Jerry Jones, uh, I don't, any, pick him, any, any owner. N- none of them are, are safe as far as I'm concerned. I don't, like, I don't know them. So I'm not going to say, oh, they're a good person. I don't know. And it, all this makes me think is that maybe they're not because I'll do you one better. You know, as you said, these, these uh, defendants, these witnesses, victims, whatever would be the proper term are outside protesting. Goodell comes out and says, oh, well, actually we don't want to release it to protect the anonymity. The lawyer representative was like, Hey, that's not true. And there are tweets of other former employees that said, Hey, what will we see in, in that report? And they said, serial sexual harassment, serial sexual abuse. Like, are you kidding me? And that was the former marketing director of the Washington football team who said we would see serial harassment and serial sex. Serial, which means that it happened a lot. Yes, at a very large amount and rate. And here's the cherry on top. And I, I can't pretend this is mine because I was listening to the radio coming back from um, my older daughter's. Uh, she was cheerleading, so I went out to see her, and uh, she killed it. You know, no surprise there. So I'm coming home, I'm listening to the radio, and this guy kind of did this great comparison. I'll be as quick as I can. So mm-hmm. it turns out the Washington football team, and, and I believe this is as long as Dan Snyder has owned the team, their HR department consists of one person. Still? One person. That, all right, so hear me out. One person. And that person has a second job with the team that – in a way, would, would make you think, oh, well, this is almost to take this person away from the HR so that they, you know, no, no, you know, you don't see it, you don't hear it, you can't, you know, you can't speak about it, right? So there's that. Now think of it from a restaurant standpoint. You know, you, you, you run a restaurant and somebody gets some kind of food poisoning or you serve alcohol to a minor. Well, you obviously get in trouble, but then various health boards, et cetera, come in, they audit you. They, they look at what happened and, and now we have to fix this going forward, right? How many times do you think the NFL like looked into that? So think about that. With, for what this business is worth, wouldn't the NFL be making sure like, hey, we got to have everything in line. Now don't be wrong, each team should be running itself, but then there should be basic guidelines of things to do to kind of prevent this from happening. But what this looks like is like, hey, we don't want an HR so that nobody gets in trouble for these things that we're doing because, you know, and, and Roger works for the owners anyway. So why would he do anything to stop them? But it's still a bad look now. 
now all this information is coming out. Because if I know about it, anybody else, John Q. Public, they know about it. Congress definitely knows about it if I know about it. One of my favorite signs, and we're in, I guess we're in the segment with this, where there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, yeah. I don't under, this is Chief Chong's smoke right here. Bro. Before they open the doors. Come on now. Come on. It's like Fast Times at Ridgemont High when the bell rang and they come falling out of the, uh, out of the old station wagon van. Volkswagen. I said station wagon. For sure. Ricey K, the Raisin Man. Welcome back to Eddie and Mike, y'all. I don't know what instrumental I just played to bring us back in, but if you like it, just let me know because I like the the beats that I throw on, like are really some of my favorite beats that I've heard over the internet and I always want to show love. So if you're feeling it, ask me and I'll tell you who it is. Or if you know who it is, please shout them out. And yeah, like we, we like music on here too. But anyway, uh, the Wizards, man, last night, they made your boy proud, man. Made your boy proud. They took out a... They took out a tough Hawks team, and they were down a few men. They were out. Um, Gafford and Dinwiddie were out. And they got a double-digit win over the Hawks. Uh, I'm impressed. Four players scored over 20 last night. And guess who they were? Bill and the Lakers. <laughs> Kuz, KCP, Trez, all them Bamas. They all scored 20. Like I am um, the Wizards now. I am impressed. Like, I am thoroughly impressed. And the thing that I'm mostly impressed by, and I feel like this, the city as a whole, we all appreciate this dude. Wes Ansel has finally brought good coaching back to Washington, D.C. I just, I, I really appreciate that dude. And you can tell, you can tell that his time in Denver, he picked up a lot. He picked up a lot in this time in Denver. He picked up a lot in this time in Orlando. The dude can coach his tail off. And it's nice to not only see that he's getting a chance, but he's getting a chance with the Washington Wizards, the team that his father built. It'll be how, how wonderful would it be if his son could be the person that saved this franchise? It'd be very cool. Uh, you, you gotta love it. First of all, I got to pat myself on the back. I told y'all about Kuzma and it's not that he's been lighting it up, but he has one game where he's got like 15 rebounds. He's got another game where he's scoring a bunch of points. No, he's lighting it up. Don't okay. be modest. Well, hey, that mama's cooking. He, trying to be a little modest there. I don't, you know, it was, it was a gentle pat on the back I gave myself, but yeah, it, Dinwiddie, what a find. Doesn't look like he had any kind of, uh, was it Achilles, ACL, whatever he's recovering from? I think it, it was it partially like, torn ACL, maybe. Yeah. You would never, at least I would, I would never know. I would assume he just sat out because of COVID. And you figure our, uh, what, our win versus Boston, he was balling. Beal was kind of, I don't know what was up with him. He was kind of sailing passes wild. He was getting mad at people. He had that fast break at the rim where he missed two point blank shots. And I 
think he got the tip in in time, but uh, yeah, so we get that that win with Beal kind of not really coming through. Then we get this win with Dinwiddie kind of, you know, he, he was there, but he didn't, he didn't do what, what we've seen him do the last few games. So as we move forward and kind of build some more chemistry and develop that consistency, it's something definitely to get excited about, look forward to. You also like the depth. I, I like our size. That's what I like the most is we got a lot of big guys and yeah. not just big, like they're just going to stand at the rim. I mean, like they're tall, they're athletic, they can move, they can play a few different positions. So um, that, um, I'm, I'm loving it. Consistency. That's what yeah. we need. Really. Consistency. The best part of it all, when you talk about the size, is that arguably the two best big men on the team, Thomas Bryan and Rui Hachimura, they're not even playing, not even close to playing right now. So if you could get these two bounders to come back, let's say around January, get these two dudes to come back around January and the team's cooking, you might can have something. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if they're championship contenders or – even like a threat or whatever. But what you should be excited about is that they're on pace to win 50 games this season. And that's something that most of us haven't seen in our life. That's the goal of this season. That's the goal for the Wizards this season. 50 games. I don't care about the finals right now. We're not that team. Unfortunately, we're not that team. Could we be that team? I don't know. But what I do know is that they have the potential to be a 51 team, and that's something I'm excited about. And I hope they can pull it off. Absolutely. We're, we're excited based on everything that we've just said and what we've seen in this short time. In no way are we crowning anybody. And, again, you know, using math and, and technology and things like that that we have at our disposal now, they're on pace to win 50 games. That doesn't mean that that pace will stay the same. We certainly hope it does, and it's early, but there's a lot to be excited about. And they'll, move, they'll get a chance to move closer to a 50-game win season Saturday, manana. They'll be hosting the Boston Celtics. So hopefully the Celtics aren't uh, out for revenge. I know my man Marcus Smart was up to his old antics getting uh, – Getting Aaron Holiday draw an offensive foul or two, so hopefully he'll he'll make that adjustment. But man, we we were balling. We were kind of we we were giving them the business. I know that was two games ago, but you gotta love that. Those are two teams that did well in the playoffs last year in the East. Now again, it's early. That Still one game, that one game they did lose though. <laughs> like Brooklyn beat the <laughs> Brooklyn beat the brakes off us, man. So that was a humbling. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, we don't know what this team is. They won four well, games, and they got Molly whopped in the fifth one. So, hey, just enjoy them for what they are, man. A nice, hopefully up-and-coming team that's fun to watch. And they're being coached well. Now – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just – it. I, I was totally echoing your sentiments, sir. I. It just – you know, right now – we're we're on the rise and we hope we keep rising. It's just it's exciting. It's something to get excited about. Season's just started. We're starting off well. Yeah, man. And I'm really digging those Lakers though. <laughs> those former Lakers. Um I knew that Trez, I knew that Trez and KCP. 
I knew that they were going to be on the team this season based on what was happening. But at first, everybody was like, Kuzma was going to be traded again. He was going to go to Brooklyn. So I'm like, all right, I'm not even going to think about him since um, he's going to get traded again. So he eventually stayed on the team, had an admittedly trash preseason. But since that preseason ended, him, Trez, and KCP have been phenomenal. Like, I, I, I'm not – I don't know if I'm, what I'm saying is correct or not, but I really do think that maybe when they were in L.A. that the presence of LeBron was just too much for them to handle. It was probably too much for them to handle, and they probably overthought things, and maybe they played a little bit tighter than they are. But now these it seems it looks like they're having fun, and that's all we wanted, bro. We just want a team that competes, have fun, and gets coach will. Is that too damn much to ask for? <laughs> like real talk. Not not at all. Uh, really like to see us uh, improve our three point shooting, but uh, you know, baby steps, baby steps. Yeah, and it, it'll be nice to see the younger players develop because I'll be honest. Uh, my man Nate, I was, I'm going to be honest, he posted um, Chris Burt's and obvious stats from last night. They were like a combined three, four, ten or something like that. Um, the younger players, they have to play better. Like, this isn't, yep. this isn't Gonzaga. This isn't Israel. <laughs> like, you got to step your games up. So, even though I got on you, Nate, for um, – posting about the young Bamas, you were right. They got to step their game up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, again, we are not crowning anybody. We're not saying anybody has arrived. <laughs> there, like, there's plenty of talent. There's plenty of things to get happy about. But there's plenty of improvement, too. And hopefully they stay hungry and keep to continue to grow and get better. And you know why there's another reason to not get so happy? The same way we're feeling in D.C. right now, they're feeling that way in Miami. They're feeling that way in Charlotte. They're feeling that way in Atlanta, even though they just beat them um, yesterday. And my favorite team, not favorite team, not like favorite team, but my favorite team to look into right now, the Bulls. The Bulls, they playing nice. But guess what? The Knicks, they took them out last night, and they're currently the number one seed in the East. Like, it's early, but hey, who would have thought? <laughs> Knicks is the top seed. Who would have thought? So, um, yeah, I, this is the NBA that I want. Like, this oh, yeah. is the NBA that we want. We want to see teams competing. Like, even though it's an 82-game season, if we can get this much action for 82 games, this is what we need right now. Like, we we would eat this up. <laughs> like, we would eat this up if you can get um, all these teams in the East starting to battle in and out. Oh, yeah. The West, they always want to do their thing. It's only going to lead to more attention, with you know, with everything being competitive as it is. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. But, um, yeah, I really do like what Charlotte and Miami's doing, too. I hate to admit it, the Hornets. Because, I mean, the Heat and Hornets and the um, Hawks are all in the same division as the Wizards. 
Um, yeah, I, I have to admit, it's, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. But hopefully the Wizards can sneak out that 51 season. We'll definitely cover it. You can tell how excited I am about it. Um, we'll mm-hmm. definitely talk about it on Eddie and Mike. And, of course, the NBA. Um, shout out to the Warriors and Grizzlies last night. They put on Yeah, a what a game. Um, Jai was cooking, man. Jai was cooking. You know, Steph was doing this thing. And, I mean, but the Grizzlies, they got the W. And OT, um, Warriors went kind of cold in overtime. I don't know. Did they score at all? Uh, let me see. Hold on. Oh, they must have hit a three. Yeah, they must have hit a three or something. Yeah, they hit a three. They hit one. They scored one three. That's it. I mean, the Grizzlies only scored six, so it's not like they lit the world up. (laughs) Right. But I think Josh scored all six, though. Wouldn't surprise me. He's on fire. He is a young superstar on the rise. I mean, pretty much already a superstar, but you know what I mean. Like, he's he's elevating even further, ascending, if you will. (laughs) So... Um. Man, what's up with the caps though, man? I saw um I got the alert about Oshi. Uh, yeah. There the the entire NHL is very Belichick about like injury specifics. Uh-huh. So lower body injury is all you're gonna hear. Uh what most people are pointing to is the whole day to day thing mm-hmm. as not being a good sign. Yeah, and, they, and that's what I was about to ask because I got the alert that they putting on they putting him on IR, and I don't know what NHL IR rules are. Are they like the traditional IR rules where he's done for the year? Or? No, I don't believe so. I'm I'm not a huge um, NHL guy. I definitely watch, but uh, you know, I, actually, my brother's a little bit more of a guy. Hey, he gonna be a so, um, seven Eddie days. Seven days. That's what it was saying. Hold he gonna be an Eddie Mike uh, what consultant or uh, I don't know. The event that a player's injury plays him on the injury <laughs> reserve list. A club may place him. Oh, it's I don't know. Internet's messing up. It's cutting off. But what I saw was it says uh, a player on injury reserve is ineligible to compete in NHL games for a period of not less than seven days. So. They're just trying to let him uh, get better. He, I'm pretty sure he, he blocked a, a shot and mm. the puck hit him. And so that's that's where the injury is coming from. He's just like severely bruised, contusion, what have you. Uh, but, you know, what's more concerning is that we continue to find ourselves in overtime and we lose in overtime. Now, silver lining of that, you make it to overtime in the NHL, you get a point. Both teams get a point. One team can get two points because, you know, if they win. So that's good that we're still getting points. And it's really good that Ovechkin has been on a, a almost a tear. Uh, I think he's scored in almost every game he's played in, if not two, two goals. So eight total goals, five assists on the season. So that's great. But, you know, some of these matches we were winning. And then we let the team come back. It gets to overtime. And then we lose in overtime. So, like I said, silver lining, getting the point, that's great. But uh, now we're missing Oshie, and we've been missing Backstrom. So, 
hopefully we can get those guys back healthy. And, uh, you know, it's going to be tough. Like, the Caps are a really good team, but they're getting older. Ovechkin's really good, but he, he's old. If, if you guys remember the last couple playoffs, in my personal opinion, they've lost mostly because the other team just was younger and fresher. We're, we're just – our team is at that point where, you know, we're, we're trying to put together what we can to win one more. And I, and I think we truly have a chance. Don't be wrong. I'm not trying to be, you know, mull on this at all. But we, we got to keep our expectations reasonable based on what I just said. Bruh, shout out to the um, Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers. It's wild that I had to say that because, you know, Carolina well, Panthers. I think I know what you're about to talk about. Bruh, these mammals are undefeated. <laughs> like, they are still undefeated. I had no idea. And shout out to the Caps there. They're, they're in third place. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's early, early in the season. Six wins, seven wins. Hey. Yeah. Good for them. Salute. Hockey is a very tough game. Yeah, shout out to them. you with that. Um, and Calgary there leading the way in the West early. So, I mean, like we said, we don't follow hockey, but, like, it's not because – We don't talk about it. Yeah, it's not red. We're rooting for them. We, you know, just because we don't know as much as we do say about football or basketball, doesn't mean we're not gonna give them some love. Because believe me, a good hockey game, bro, especially a playoff game, man. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I love when the Caps are playing and they're in the playoffs. But when it's your team, oh yeah, you get that knot in your (laughs) your stomach. Like it's like, uh huh. But and like even when it's has not that ability to be instant too, you know, it, it doesn't take but a couple of seconds, a breakaway, what have you, and all of a sudden two nothing turns into two one, turns into two two, you know, and, and, and those goals back to back, like it the floodgates open sometimes. And it can be very much like basketball where one team starts to get hot and they score three or four right away. It's happened. Yeah, it's it's nice. So yeah, well um We'll definitely talk about it right now. And then, oh, <laughs> bruh, did you hear about the story that's going on with the Blackhawks right now? Uh, it's it, it, you posted it and I looked into it, and it, it is very much Washington football team like. It Boy. makes you wonder if, like, is Snyder friends with the owner of the Blackhawks? <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm wondering. Like, hey, this is what you ought to do. Like, Man, that's a that's a tease for next episode because we gotta dig a little bit deeper into that. But man, that story is wild. It, bring your broom. It's a mess. <laughs> like even the story, I mean, even the way it led, like the fact that the person was a John Doe or a Joe Doe. I'm sorry. Well, he's outed now. Yeah, and I can't think of his name. That's why I'm not trying to say it. But. Um, yeah, next episode we'll definitely talk about that, and yeah. maybe we'll have a uh, World Series champion next episode as well. Um, right now, the series is tied one to one. Um, as um, Astros, Braves won Game One, Astros took Game Two. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna watch any of those games. I might watch the clinching game, um, but I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna sit and watch. I don't really care for either of those teams too much, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, 
we are we're all against the Strohs. <laughs> like a lot of us can put our disdain for Atlanta to the side, the hate on the common en- enemy. But yeah, um, it, this it is, is what it is. This is one of those that uh, I was really hoping for a sweep. And to be honest, a sweep either way. I I know what you just said. I wouldn't mind seeing Dusty get his title. It's really hard to root for the Braves. This is exactly why I haven't watched a bit. You know, my Nationals had a terrible year and didn't even make the playoffs. So I'm just I'm, – I'm out on this. I'm hoping whoever – you know, if whoever wins tonight, I hope they win two more and then it's over because I want this to end it's as fast wild. as you. It's wild you say that. No, forget that. I want a full seven game anxiety producing World Series. I want whoever wins the World Series, I want them to feel relieved after game seven. I don't want them to feel happy. I want them to feel relieved. Okay. Like forget that. I want I want them to suffer for that championship. Gotcha. <laughs> forget that, man. Okay. I don't want them to feel happy after the game. I want them to be like, whew, that was, that was a close Really noted. Mike, them, is, uh, Mike is hoping for you all to be on the pins and the needles. Uh, kind of sound like an evil villain, but, like, you're not hoping for anything bad either, so I don't know what I'm saying. Um, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Luck Braves and Strohs fans, I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to holler at y'all next week, man. Be safe in that rain and happy Halloween, trick or treat. Be safe and all that other stuff. Give them kids the big pieces of candy. Don't, don't, don't be cheap. Don't be throwing the bite size out there. Let them kids live. Let them have fun. Don't throw religion on this. Don't give anybody floss or <laughs> anything like that. I'm telling y'all, these kids have had a rough couple of years. Let them have, like, you know, a year and a half, two years with the COVID thing and everything. Let them have their fun. What's your um, favorite candy bar or so candy period? Candy bar. Oh, no, just candy. Like, okay, you're going to 7-Eleven. You got a little feeling for something sweet in the candy, y'all. What you picking up? Reese's all day. Yeah, wow. let's go. Like, you can't not go with the Reese's. And especially now, they got, like, 15 different kinds of Reese's. They got one with like a pretzel inside. They got another one of the Reese's pieces inside. They got the jumbo. They got the small. They got the white chocolate peanut butter. They got the peanut butter peanut butter. Like they got all these kind of Reese's now. So <laughs> It's so funny. They really do got the peanut butter peanut butter. <laughs> they do. So yeah. And I mean, you know, you don't have to give peanut butter candy. You can give Snickers. Snickers are good. But yeah, yeah let them kids live. Let them have some fun. You know? All right, y'all. Peace out, man. It's a wrap. Salute.